You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. It is October of 2021 as I record this, which makes it Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So it seemed like a good idea to those of us here at B2B Nation to take a look at how we, as an industry, talk about cybersecurity. If you go back several years, cybersecurity conversations often centered around fear. The headline making attacks on big brands, think Sony and Target, gave security marketers obvious examples to point to. You don't want to end up like them. But fear isn't always, or even often, an effective marketing tactic. So the conversations change to one about enablement. When your data and applications are secure, you can grow revenue and delight your customers and do all sorts of great things. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. A couple of things have changed the way we market security in the last year or two. One is the realization that attacks are constant and the idea of stopping them just isn't realistic. And the other is, what else? The pandemic. In this episode, we're talking to Christopher Bray, the Chief Revenue Officer at Aura. His company was changing the way vendors talk about and provide cybersecurity protection to consumers at home. Then COVID came along, and those homes were offices. So Aura found an opportunity not to go and create an enterprise product, but instead to approach companies about offering Aura's software as a benefit, one that would protect their employees in a B2C fashion at home, but protect the employers in a B2B fashion as the employees worked from home. Have a listen. Happy Cybersecurity Month, and let's stay careful out there. Christopher Bray, thanks for joining us on B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do? Oh, thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. As, as you said, my name's Christopher Bray. Uh, I am Chief Revenue Officer over at Aura, uh, and I've been doing that job for uh, almost just a little bit over a year. Um, I've got a, a background in cybersecurity, uh, starting at McAfee uh, over the last, geez, I've been in this business for about 20 years, um, and uh, spent some time at Symantec as well, and, uh, and post that I worked at, uh, at Silence, was part of that rocket ship before we got acquired, uh, and then I had the good fortune of, of meeting the, the leadership at, uh, at, at Aura. Uh, this this time last year in September, and uh, I've been on board ever since. So everything I've read about Aura seems to have some sort of twist on, this is not McAfee or Norton. And given the background you just shared with us, you're very familiar with how security has worked in the past. This approach, this product seems like it's a lot closer to like the world of the user, of the customer. I think people understand how yep. the way we live our lives online opens them up to financial fraud. Um, yep. But in the old days, like antivirus was this very esoteric thing to most people. And does that yeah. seem to resonate with your audience? Well, I think you sum up really, really well, Michael. Um, it's uh, it's it, it, sometimes it's thought of as as being rather radical that uh, hey, we're starting with the the customer, and it's like a mind blow. Um, but uh, being in this industry for as long as I have been, and, and and seeing how the threats have evolved and the products in response to that, it, it's um, it, it's spot on. We we started with a white sheet of paper and said, okay, let let's forget everything from from what's been going on with the legacy players. How do we do this as a fresh 
uh, new differentiated customer experience. And we started with consumer research. What, what is it that, that's giving you as a consumer heartburn? And you know, we invariably, one of the consistent threads was, I know that there's threats out there. I don't really know if I'm protected. I've got something that I think does the job. I mean, for the longest time, antivirus software and security software as it expanded really came down from the enterprise level. So you have these sort of enterprise technologies with a bit of a consumer wrapper. And you know, we, we'd often joke, it's, it's basically built by engineers for engineers. But when you go to the average consumer, when you go to your mother-in-law and you go to your wife or her friends or your friends and you say, hey, do you understand the difference between antivirus and a firewall? 99% of those folks are going to go, no, but I know they're both important. And, and, and I think that's something the legacy players have really missed out on um, and gotten a bit myopic about. Um, they've, they've built these these ever-growing suites uh, with all of these check marks in terms of features, in, in, in many regards, just also to justify the price points, but also expecting the end users to understand and how to configure all of this. And at Aura, what we're doing is we're saying, look, we've got your back. We're going to cover you in these key areas around financial risks, around uh, security risks, and, and around privacy risks. And we're going to give it to you in a very sleek, digestible uh, dashboard uh, that, that is informative, engaging, uh, and educational, as opposed to traditional security software where, where uh, consumers see that more often than not as just a necessary evil. Consumers are familiar with and understand the end result, right? Money disappears from your bank account, charges on your credit card, whatever it is, exactly. is speaking consumer language. The fact that somebody overseas wrote some bit of code and put it on a machine and you visited the website, like they don't know. And, and frankly, I don't know that they care. They just want to know that you yeah. can stop it from happening. Well, precisely. Right. Um, and, and, and that's really our responsibility as an industry. And that's where we failed um, historically. It, there's a, there's a certain amount of victim shaming that, that has happened over the years with consumers. You know, you got infected. Well, you shouldn't have double clicked on that link or, um, you forgot to do an update uh, or you forgot to do a scan. No, that's our job, right? Our job is to make sure that you don't need to be a security expert to stay protected. Um, it just needs to work and it needs to run in the background and do its job. So for a lot of years, for most people, you had your computer at home and your computer at work and never the two did meet, right? The, then mobile devices come along and suddenly the risk goes up. And yep. now homes or offices, devices connect to everything. How does that change the aura story, if at all? Oh, uh, it's 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 provided some great opportunities for us. But you're you're absolutely correct on the, the changing threat landscape, and and in this working from home and this cross pollination of data between work and, and 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 home computers has really been accelerated by the pandemic, where all of a sudden from one day to the next, everybody went to a a, a remote working solution. But but even in advance of that, more forward thinking CISOs of, of of corporations began to recognize. You know, the, 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 the boundaries of the, the corporate network no longer end at the corporate firewall because we have all of these people that are dialing in from home. Compound that with the fact, you know, the old 
the old threats uh, that we're all familiar with, you know, the thumb drive where you're transferring data back and forth. That's one way to, to uh, put the company's network at risk. But um, with the advent of cloud storage and, and, and cloud-based apps, and it's really blurred the line between home and work PCs because in so many cases, um, you can do and you can access a lot of those work systems uh, if they're cloud-based from your home system. So, so we started approaching companies uh, through our, uh, it, it's our employee benefits team and, and saying, hey, listen, this suite solution uh, makes sense for you to offer to your employees as a benefit, not only because it's a good thing to do and it's nice to be able to offer that kind of a benefit to a company, but from a truly, you know, pure security perspective, it protects your network as well, because you can then um, have a greater peace of mind that your employees' home systems and your employees themselves are being protected by Aura. And, and this, this message has resonated really, really well. It is one of the fastest growing elements of our business currently. That's really interesting, because my next question was going to ask how this remote hybrid work reality creates new opportunities for you guys. And instead of ditching your consumer roots or building, you mentioned before, like a, a bigger enterprise product that inflates the price tag, you took a completely different approach going to benefits people and saying, hey, you, got, you can offer this protection to your employees. And hey, guess what? You're going to benefit from it too. Exactly. You didn't have exactly. to re-engineer anything. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, no. And, and you know, um, it, with, with every sort of, in every, every cloud, there's a silver lining, right? And I'd say the cloud here is the fact that, you know, all of a sudden, from one day to the next, almost, we've all, on a global basis, almost, been forced to change our entire uh, work behavior and, and, and how we connect and how we communicate. The silver lining in all of that is those folks all need to be protected. And, uh, and we've got a solution for them. I think that's really good to go to the employee benefits people, but they're often not people who know a lot about security, right? There's, there's an IT team, there's a security operations team. There's, so, so what does kind of the buying process look like? Do they loop in other people to better understand the product before they make the commitment? Or how long does the yeah. whole thing tend to take? No, that's, that's a great question. Look, at me, every every sales cycle is unique, but there's some pretty common threads around stakeholders and 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 people who weigh in on these on these types of decisions. We are a, a relatively new brand as Aura, but as many may not know, is we're a collection of acquisitions of of best in breed technologies that have been around uh, for quite some time, and also. Uh, have been have been uh, industry leading in their respective categories. Um, where we've really changed all of that is through the customer experience. So when you talk about selling to the employee benefits uh, organization, first and foremost, we lead with the uh, with the customer experience, um, and that really resonates. And, and it really doesn't matter who we're talking to, by the way, if it's if it's an employee benefits team or if it's one of our B two B two C partnerships. Um, that is always what stands out uh, above and beyond. It, it, it's it's a breath of fresh air, and and our prospects and our customers go, hey, this is this is really cool. It's very different. And it's very intuitive and it's very easy to use. But because the underlying technology 
is best in breed, when that goes over to the CISO and, and, and the IT department to go penetrate and test and put it through its paces, we pass with flying colors. Um, so so the, the less technical people are looking more at the customer experience, the more technical people are looking at, hey, is, is this security product worth its salt? And of course it is. So if we were having this conversation one year from now, what do you think would be different? Yeah. For, for one thing, that, that B2C to B2B pivot that you're making, I think, you know, yeah. probably a year ago, we would have thought, well, you know, we'll probably be done with that, right? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> here we are. So you're pulling yeah. the ball. So, so, you know, from a commercial perspective, um, the, uh, the employee benefits side of our business that has definitely scaled and accelerated a lot faster than we could have imagined. And that's been accelerated by, you know, all of the effects of, of the pandemic. But, you know, if I reflect back, uh, having been in this industry now for, for just over 20 years, uh, it, it go back to the early days of, uh, of anti-malware, and you can say not much has changed in terms of what needs to be done. What has changed is the nature, the sophistication, and the frequency of the threats. So if we were to have this conversation a year from now, I think we'd still be talking about um, the areas that consumers need to protect, be protected. I'm absolutely certain about it. You know, identity theft, that's not going to go away. Uh, privacy risks, uh, those are only increasing. And device security, uh, everybody is getting attacked by, by, by all sorts of nefarious forces on the, on the, on the web all the time. So it, it's more the, the, the frequency, the sophistication, and the volume of the threats um, that, that will increase if we were to have this conversation a year from now. I mean, if I go back in time, early 2000s, just to give you an example, there were probably maybe 30 to 40 new pieces of unique malware being released monthly. Um, last stats I saw, I think it's over 600,000 uh, pieces of unique malware being released daily uh, today. Um, and, 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 and that's... That is especially why you cannot hope to have a successful security business in the consumer space where someone has to configure a complex solution to address all of that. And that's, that's why the approach that we're taking of making this very intuitive and, 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 and even automated uh, to a certain degree um, protects people proactively versus having to understand what, what the threats are and be a security expert. You're sort of like you're in the law enforcement business. Like as long as there's crime, you've got a market, you've got an opportunity. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that analogy. I've also heard, you know, the insurance business. If there's, if there's one industry uh, that's, that's uh, pretty recession proof, I would say it's the security industry because when things are going well economically, cyber criminals are out there creating their mischief. And when things are not going well economically, even more cyber criminals are out there creating mischief. So, um, yeah, it, it's the old, the old saying used to be, um, you know, how, how do you guarantee 100% protection against online threats? Well, you don't turn on your device. And we all know that's, <laughs> that's not a workable solution. So uh, we need to make sure we've got the tools that, that allow us to enjoy our digital lives uh, unencumbered and unthreatened. 30 years ago, when I was a teenager, someone told me the three re recession-proof industries were doctor, lawyer, and undertaker, but times have changed. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I, I would, I would just add security to that, but uh, <laughs> I'd say the, the other three are probably still that case. Online threats didn't exist. So it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. an option. It's not on the board. So what is your favorite tool? What is the one thing that you could not work without? If we took it away from you, your productivity would just plummet. Um, you know, Michael, I'm a big fan of instrumentation. And, and, and what I mean by that is I like to understand as close to as real time as possible where my business is headed and, and what's going on. Um, the business that we, we're, we're uh, you know, hundreds of millions, we do hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue, pretty much $50 at a time, right? And you know, I, I, I'm very confident we're on track to becoming a, a billion dollar revenue company. But to get there, um, you need to have the tools to understand what's happening with your subscribers. What's the rate of acquisition? What's the rate of conversion for their trials? What, um, um, what's the lifetime value? What's the ASP? And, and this type of reporting. So, and, and then if you understand that, then of course you can focus your resources on that funnel where things might be dropping off or, or broken. Um, that, that's the one element. So, I mean, we've got a couple, we've got a, a, a tool that we use that gives us close to real-time reporting on, on those types of metrics. The other tool that I can't live without is Salesforce. It gives me a bird's eye view of what the sales team is doing, where they are in the process, what resources need to be engaged, where they're stuck. And in fact, I mean, I was on a, on a team call this morning and uh, our, our Salesforce team did an upgrade of our dashboard. And, and I was just thrilled uh, to see what they'd done where I can just log in and go, okay, that's the state of my business. And, 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 and then I know where to focus my energies. Uh, and, and that's, I think that's the key to success in business is, is, is focus and prioritization. Know where to spend your time, your efforts, your resources, uh, where it's going to give you the biggest bang for the buck. I think if I look back, surprisingly few people have actually cited Salesforce in response to that favorite tool question. Really? But I wonder, I wonder if it's become like so endemic to what they do that they don't even like realize they're doing it right. right? And you spend so much time <laughs> in Salesforce. It's like having your machine on and it's just yeah. there. Right. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Bray. Thanks for appearing on B2B nation. Oh, my pleasure, Michael. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Christopher Bray for being our guest on this episode of B2B Nation, and thanks to you for listening. You can find B2B Nation wherever you find noteworthy podcasts, places like Apple, Google, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thanks to the crew at Technology Advice, Amy Dunn, Sarah Wingate, KJ Pace, and Emily Whalen, who may not secure your PC, but secures our guests for you to enjoy. Our theme song is the creation of Mnemonics in the Guild. Here it is to show you out. <laughs>